اعوذ باللہ من الشیطان الرجیم بسم اللہ الرحمن الرحیم ون آف دا پریئرز ایٹ وی آفر ایٹ دی اینڈ آف نماز از ربی جلنی مقیم صلاتی و مین ذریعتی ربنا و تقبل دعا ربنا فرلی ولی والدی ولی المؤمنین یوم یقوم الحساب ان دس پریئر ایٹ کیریز اسپیشل سگنیفیکنس ون وی آفر ایٹ پرٹیکولرلی ایٹ دی اینڈ آف نماز دا اوپننگ ورڈس وچ آر ربی جلنی مقیم صلاح مقیم has the meaning of one who establishes. This is similar to the words of yuqimuna swalata. And as Hazrat Masimah Salam has mentioned, it refers to establishing our prayers, making the standard of our prayers stand up after it has fallen and improving the standard of our prayers. When we observe this at the end of namaz, then depending on how our namaz was, it has different meanings. If a person observed their namaz poorly, if they had no concentration, then with that sense of regret and that pain that they have in their heart, these words become a prayer for their future namazin being blessed. And so a person does a muhasaba of themselves at the end of namaz, and if he finds him to have been deprived of the blessings of this namaz because of his own weaknesses, then he uses that pain and channels it towards prayer from Allah Ta'ala, that Rabbi Jalni Mukima Salah, that my Lord establish me on prayer. My prayer has fallen, but make it stand up. If a person had a good namaz, one where he fulfilled his purpose, one where he found communion with Allah Almighty, where he fulfilled his responsibilities in namaz, then it is a prayer that is said with pleasure, that may I continue to be established on namaz, and may I never be deprived of this pleasure. It is a prayer that is said with a sense of pleasure, and it takes a different meaning. So in either case, the words of Rabbi Jalni Muqima Salah give us an opportunity at the end of namaz to do a muhasibah of the namaz that we have just read and then to pray to Allah Almighty based on the sentiment that results from that muhasibah. And after this is wamin zurriyati and my children as well. Our children are those who we are spiritually raising. This is what makes us unique. Hazrat Masimah in one place explained that a child's father he gave the, I think he was quoting Plato or one of the Greek philosophers, that a child's father is someone who brings that child from the heavens and then down to the earth, that that child is born by means of that biological father. But a teacher is someone who takes a child from the earth and then raises him to the heavens. So this is a distinction of a person who is a teacher. So a father or a mother, in their most basic sense, are just doing a general raising of their children, just like anyone else can do. But a true Muslim is doing a spiritual upbringing of their children. So the foundation of that spiritual upbringing is salat, and this is a responsibility that we fulfill when we observe this prayer, that we ask Allah Ta'ala that make our children established on prayer as well. We pray for their spiritual upbringing. Hazrat Masimah would say that there is no namaz in which he does not pray for his children. Now many of us may neglect to do this in our sajdas and in our prayers that in our every namaz, but at the very least, at the end of each namaz, we have this opportunity to follow this example of Hazrat Masimah and to remember our children in prayers. Then also, these words, they carry, and they have to carry a prayer of humility in them. Because while we can improve our own namaz, but we have no power over the namaz of our children, making them established on prayers. And here, when we think about how great that struggle is, then naturally it makes us feel humble. Firstly, it's getting our children to be regular in the observance of prayer. Whether they understand it or not, but just to form that habit within them, that itself is a struggle. And then secondly, that spirit of prayer is something that we can't teach our children. 
we can get them to the janmas, we can to an extent force them into a discipline. But then once they're on that janmas, then they have to find Allah Ta'ala on their own. There's nothing that we can do, we can guide them to an extent. But ultimately the struggle is their own. So there when we pray that, وَمِن ذُرِّيَّتِ That also make them مُقِيمَ salah. Then we pray to Allah Almighty that it is only Allah Ta'ala who can reach them at this point. We can reach our children up to a point, and then after that, for our children to find something meaningful in namaz, then something has to reach them from beyond, from Allah Almighty Himself. So, Rabbi Jalni Muqima Salati wa Min Zuriyati. Even if a person did not find humility when he said Muqima Salah, but certainly when he says Wa Min Zuriyati, he sees his own helplessness in making his children truly established in namaz. And so, this is a prayer that at the end of namaz we offer with a sense of humility and pain. Then the words are Rabbana wa taqabbal dua. <clears throat> the point that is noteworthy here is that we don't say Rabbana taqabbal dua. Then it would be one phrase. Then it would be translated as Our Lord accept our prayer. But rather the word wa in the middle here makes Rabbana an independent statement. We simply say Rabbana, our Lord. And these words carry a prayer in their sentiment, not in their words. The words of our Lord do not carry a prayer in and of itself. But it carries a sentiment of desperation to simply say the words Rabbana. Then, what the Qabbal dua is a separate and different statement. So, this point on Rabbana, this is also found in other prayers of the Holy Quran. There are certain prayers where we ask for something specific in its wording. We ask Allah Ta'ala for something. But then there are other prayers in their wording we don't ask for anything at all. We simply express our state, and that state becomes a prayer in and of itself. For example, there is a prayer that we all know which is Rabbana Zalamna Anfusana, Wa Illam Tagfirlana Wa Tarhamna Lanakunanna Min Al Khasirin. We never asked for anything in this prayer. There was no question, there was no actual prayer in the wording. We were just expressing our state that our Lord, I have wronged myself, we have wronged ourselves. And if you will not forgive us and have mercy on us, and we will certainly be among the wrongdoers and those who are lost, um, those, who, those who are in a state of loss. So this prayer of Rabbana Zalamna. There is actually no prayer in it. It only exists in the sentiment that exists within our heart when we are saying it. So this is an aspect or an angle of prayer or a form of prayer that the Holy Qur'an has taught us where the wording of prayer is not there, but the sentiment is of the most importance. And that prayer only carries itself on a sentiment. So here when we say Rabbana, it has to have a sentiment within it for it to be a prayer. And that is what carries the meaning in these words. So we say Rabbana, then Wataqabbal Dua. Wataqabbal Dua is and accept our prayer. This is the actual prayer here. Wataqabbal Dua and accept our prayer. Here, it is very fitting that we say this at the end of namaz because after having observed salat, at the very end we pray and ask Allah Ta'ala that what we have offered in this salat that we just observed, Taqabbal Dua, accept this prayer, accept this effort. Let it not go to waste, let it not go in vain or let it not have an opposite effect but let it be accepted in your presence. Then, رَبَّنَا فِرْلِي وَالِي وَالِدَيَّ وَلِلْمُؤْمِنِينَ We pray and ask Allah Ta'ala for forgiveness and also for our parents. Here, <clears throat> this brings a full circle to one aspect of this prayer that we include our children <clears throat> and also our parents. So our fulfilling of our responsibility to our parents here is given, we are given an opportunity as well. And then we expand the prayer to وَلِلْمُؤْمِنِينَ to all the believers and then Yoma Yakum al Hisab on the day when we will be gathered on the day of judgment. Here, <clears throat> this is the last prayer that is generally observed in namaz. And if a person began their namaz, if they chose to begin their namaz with the words of niyat, 
then this also adds another full circle to the entirety of namaz. Because in the beginning of namaz, we begin with the words of that I turn my attention towards the one who created from nothing, the heavens and the earth. So we begin our namaz from a reminder of the creation from nothing, from the very beginning of everything, from the very beginning of creation and our existence. And we end namaz with the words of Yawma Yaqum al-Hisab, on the day when at the very end, the last day, when we will stand before Allah Ta'ala for our judgment, after which the taqdeer of Allah Ta'ala will take over completely and our actions and the world of our actions and our judgment about them will come to an end. So in this way, the observance or the use of these words at the end of namaz creates that journey from the beginning of the creation of the heavens and the earth until the end, which is the day of judgment. And this is also a point of reflection and it shows that how within a namaz there is a world that is created within it, an entire timeline of the world that, is, that, that exists in our reflection within it. So this prayer that we observe and that the Holy Prophet ﷺ would observe at the end of namaz, it has great value for our namaz. It is an opportunity for muhasiba. It is an opportunity to pray for our children and our parents. And also it is an opportunity to bring full circle our journey from the beginning of creation until the day of judgment and make our reflection one that is broad in, um, in, in, the, in Allah Ta'ala's um, favors upon us. So with these points, we'll end today's daras, and if anyone has any questions, then we can address them.